Happy Monday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. I hope you all are doing well. Reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. I am really excited about this conversation today as I am all of the conversations that we have. But this one a little more so because of the fact that it is um, near and dear, not only to my heart, but it's been on my mind a lot. And I was like, I got to get this out. Otherwise, it's just going to eat away at me. So we're going to get to that in a second here. But before we do, I just want to say thank you to all of our new listeners. Maybe this is your first time or one of your few first times listening in to the Between the Dream podcast. Thank you so much. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And of course, for our returning members, our dream team, thank you so much for your continued support as well. It means the world to me. So Um, In the spirit of having conversations still around, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and PTSD Awareness Month, I really wanted to um, talk about a a conversation that happened and not necessarily the conversation itself, but um, just some thoughts from the conversation. I was talking to a friend recently and something really stuck out to me from what was uh, stated in the conversation. And essentially it was this idea that When we deal with trauma and we have these different experiences with trauma, what we tend to find a lot of times is that definitely depending on the severity of the traumatic moment, we might be forced to have to adapt in a moment's time, right? We might have to learn to basically just pick ourselves up and go immediately. And in this over a period of time, what we tend to find happen is that we have adapted so much and in the eyes and vantage point of other people they're like man you're doing so well and it's not to say that you aren't and i want to give a little context with this so as i was talking to my friend they made a point to say like how you know over the period of time that it's been since the trauma um had really hit from this one like crazy scary um incident and in this the friends are always encouraging, saying like, yo, you're doing a good job, show yourself grace. And it's not to say that the person hadn't done a good job, but what we come to the conclusion of during the session was that the good job had been around, you had done a great job of being able to adapt. But when it came to doing a great job in actually taking time to address the feelings, acknowledge what you feel, And then in your awareness of what you feel, um, actually start to gain a greater understanding that can lead to your healing and putting practices in for your healing. And this was profound to me because of the fact that it really made me think like, wow, for many of us, when we have traumatic experiences, we do a great job of picking life back up. But we're not necessarily doing anything when it comes to the job of regaining a sense of control, learning to make sense of what happened, overcoming, and then of course, ultimately healing. And so I wanted to start our week off with this conversation because I think that it could be something that is important for traumas of all types, right? Not necessarily like the bit crazy traumatic moments, but even in the small moments, many times we're not um, really taking the time to decompress, to reflect, 
and to really take uh, a, a, an understanding or create list around what it is that we've experienced. We're not taking the time to allow our brain work to really have its way the way that it needs to. I'm reading a book right now by a friend of mine called Lasting Change. Um, she talked, uh, Hannah Smith, she's a trauma therapist. And um, she talks about, you know, how we can like reframe our brain, right? And, and this whole like concept of user-friendly neuroscience. And I thought it was phenomenal, even in the book, as she talked about um, getting a chance to like gain an understanding for yourself and your experience. And essentially in this, like being able to be mindful and in, in our mindfulness of like gaining um, an understanding of ourself, she talked, touched on this concept of you are not your brain. And I thought that was phenomenal because a lot of times I think when we go through these traumatic experiences, this is what happens, right? Like we will become one on a deeper like frame and scale with our brain. And when we do this, we're not always um, able to like separate the two. So just because our brain has a thought, just because our brain is feeling the emotions, the trauma, our brain is maybe reliving it. It's very easy for us to kind of just fall under the control of our brain and we will function as if we are our brain, not realizing that, no, we're our own individual person and we have the power outside of what is happening with our brain to, um, make some changes to get the help that we need to really start moving forward in addressing the trauma and not just allowing our brain to have its own say and control over our lives. So with that being the case, I want to encourage you all with a few thoughts today. The first is this. If you find yourself in a position where you say, wow, Richard, you're right. I've done a great job of being able to move forward and to do life, but I haven't necessarily been able to move forward from the standpoint of healing, then, then you're on the right path. The first thing that I want to encourage you all to do is to really consider um, seeking out some professional help, right? And the reason why I say this is because I, I want you to be able to have conversations with a um, a non-biased voice, right? Or unbiased opinion. Somebody who can hear what it is you've experienced, hear your story, hear your upbringing, hear, you know, whatever the trauma was for you. And in this, you know, give you some unbiased thoughts and practices to help you as you move forward. Um, I, I want you to also stay obviously in touch with your friend circle because I believe that that's going to be important. But in this, I think it could be cool to have some conversations with our friends to say, hey, you know how we were talking and we said that we um, that, that you all thought I did a great job in being able to just, you know, move forward and do this and that. I've, I've ultimately realized that even though I'm doing a great job in that, I'm not necessarily doing a great job on this side when it comes to how I'm actually healing. I'm realizing that I've put other people above myself. I've had to prioritize my family because some traumas cause certain circumstances to where our responsibility load is now different. It's greater. Um, in those traumatic moments, our life changes because our responsibilities have to change depending on what the traumatic situation was, right? And so I want to make sure that I'm giving you all 
um, this that thought process to say, hey, like talk to your friends about it because of the fact that I think from a community standpoint and being able to do some things that will help you when it comes to um, the accountability of taking care of self more. I think your friends will be a great tool in helping you to do that, right? And you want to use them and you want to make sure that you're doing that. Um, And then next thing that I want you all to be able to do is to actually take some time to gain that understanding and to, to truly start practicing the separation from you and your brain when it comes to how the moments in time where your brain wants to just go crazy, you know, um, and, and, and lose itself in the process and you just kind of go right along with it. I want you to do what we talked about in some earlier conversation through the 31 Days of Power book, which was practice logical thinking, right? So in the moments of, ref- <clears throat> excuse me, reflecting on our trauma or maybe being re-triggered or maybe something reminds you of an experience and all of a sudden, you feel yourself going down a rabbit hole, I want you all to take some steps back to say, hey, even though my emotions wanna go crazy right now, let me think before I act, right? And as we know, this is important because with logical thinking, what the logical thinking allows us to do is to reframe and shape the narrative um, before our anxiety and our mind starts kicking in and creating scenarios and truths that are actually falsehoods. And I think this can be super helpful for us because what we will then find is that if we can choose to try and think logically first, right? And how do you do this in the moment? It's not not automatically gonna be a thing of, okay, let me go to logical thinking. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes it's as simple as before I give the response, I want to, ooh, this is good, this is good, this is good. I just came up with this, sorry. Before I give the response that I want to, let me take a step back, breathe, and think on what I need to respond with. I literally just had that slap me. That's why I got so excited. But before I respond the way that I want to, you know yourself, you know how you're triggered, you know the things that you can say and do that will get under skin, that will be a good I told you so, that will be a great clap back, all of that. But before you respond in the way that you want to, can you take a moment to breathe and truly start to consider and ask the question, what is the way that I need to respond in this moment, right? This is the practice of logical thinking. When we can take little steps like that, it will literally interrupt where we are and where we're getting ready to head and give us an opportunity to create a new path. And then finally, you all, as we get ready to close this out today, I just want to encourage you all to not make excuses for why you can't take care of yourself just because you haven't taken care of yourself up until this point. Just because maybe what looks like healing to others when it comes to you and your traumas has literally you been picking things back up to just make sure life is functioning well for you and those around you, but not necessarily understanding that you haven't healed. I need for you all to make sure that you're not making excuses or justified reasoning or 
pushing it off for a later date saying, oh, I'm going to get to it at some point and making excuses saying I have this and this and this. And essentially what you're doing is placing other little things above your healing and what you need to thrive. That's my message for you all today. I know it's kind of out of left field. This wasn't planned, but like I said, with the conversation that I had, it really sparked uh, ideas within me and I wanted to be able to talk to you all about them. Listen, as it is PTSD Awareness Month, I want you all to just continue to be mindful of having, you know, self-talk, having some self-thoughts and, and conversations, even with those around you when it comes to maybe some of the traumas that you've experienced and that you've dealt with and understanding how those things can play a huge part in your life, in what you do and in how you do. That's my message for you all today. I love you all. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Real quick, if this message helped you in any way, shape, or form, do me a favor. Make sure you share it for me um, and and tag me and it. let me know. Let me, yeah, literally DM me. Let me know what stood out to you, what helped, and everything in between. Um, uh, at Richard.TaylorJr. on Instagram, Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook and LinkedIn, and at TrulyTaylorMade on uh, Twitter. Website is richardtaylorjr.com. Looking forward to hearing from you all soon. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream.